ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome to this episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. I am so excited to be joined by one of my dearest friends, Denise Palmer. So Ms. Palmer, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. I of am course. very honored to be here and I'm super excited about what God's doing in your life and through this podcast. Oh, thank well, you for doing this. Yes. And quick, interesting thing about Ms. Palmer. I have to share on here. So really this podcast, probably the seed was planted in my mind by you. We went to lunch like two years ago and you were asking me for podcast recommendations. And I remember we just, there weren't many that were kind of tracking the way we're tracking. And she said, you should start one. And I said, never in a million years. And here you are. Well, here we are. <laughs> wow. So God is good and he leads in mysterious yes, ways sometimes. Does. He does. And I'm so thankful because we need that. We yes. need um, women teaching other women that Titus 2 mm -hmm. um, type ministry. And so I'm thankful you're doing this. Well, and I I'm pray God's blessings you. on this. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. And, and Denise has been that for me, very much that Titus 2 mentor, just a spiritual mom as I'm just being a young mom and wife and so mm -hmm. many different ministries. I've talked on here about the Mother's Heritage Ministry. She is the leader of all of that. And God's just used you in so many ways. And I know he's going to use what you have to share today. Well, I am. I'm thankful for that, too. And it is all God because I never feel um, adequate enough, which all of us feel that way. But mm -hmm. I know that God is really working through that um, ministry sure. and it's helping in our church. And it has really grown me mm -hmm. and held me accountable and has gotten me into the word. And, um, you know, I had kind of neglected that call or that uh, that charge by God to mentor younger women. And um, so I'm glad I finally heard the call and I'm doing it now and I'm, I'm blessed by it. So um, I look forward to seeing what God's going to do this year. We're getting started again next month. So yeah. be praying for that. For sure. For sure. And that ministry has just been such a blessing to me. Titus 2 topic is a whole nother thing we hope to address yeah. in the future, but it is, it is a biblical model and it is so important yes. to have that, you yes. know, as much as you want to invest into those younger ones. I'm the younger one they're once invested into because right, right. I need the wisdom that Well, there's so much garbage out there. Yes. Satan has really perverted um, biblical womanhood mm -hmm. and um, he is doing his best to destroy young moms and families. And so um, we need to get back to the truth and we, we need to be teaching biblical womanhood. Mm -hmm. I feel very strongly about that. So maybe in the future, we'll get to that topic. Oh yes. I have a running <laughs> list. I hope this isn't first, but definitely, definitely not last time. Yeah, I hope but, so too. Well, today what you're going to share is something that we actually have been addressing in the mother's heritage. Yes. And it's just really encouraged me and my motherhood journey. So mm -hmm. um, I just, I know it'll bless so many more people. So I'm just going to kind of turn it over to you yeah. and let you share what the Lord has put on your heart. Okay. So I guess why this topic? Um, I learned this several years back and I really wish that I had known these things when my children were smaller. Mm -hmm. 
But I hear a lot of people, even within the church, say, oh, I want my child to be salt and light in the world. And um, that might be their excuse for maybe being in public school or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And they really assign these responsibilities to children. They want to train them, teach them to um, to be in the world mm-hmm. and how to navigate through the world and all the garbage that's in the world. But they're really not ready for that yet. We have to make sure um, that they are trained and taught and ready to navigate in the world. Yeah. And um, if we don't do that, the world will teach them and train them their way. Mm-hmm. So, um, and a lot of people think that this is being um, mean or being, um, you know, isolating or you're weird if you try to protect your children or whatever, um, which is so not true. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we've just been talking about this. And when I heard this, it made so much sense and it helped me to really nail down why, um, I do things and, and with our new grandchild, mm-hmm. um, why we're going to do some of the things that we're going to do. So mm-hmm. first of all, the greenhouse effect, um, let's talk about a plant or use this um, illustration of a plant, the mm-hmm. life of a plant. So a plant starts with a seed. Um, that seed is put into soil and it's covered up and we don't see that seed for a while mm-hmm. until it begins to sprout. It breaks out of that um, hard shell. It breaks out, starts growing toward the surface of the soil and goes toward the sun. And then it's a little sprout. And then that little sprout just grows and grows and grows. And we want that sprout to grow and have a really good root system and grow into a really strong plant, bush, or a mighty oak tree. Mm-hmm. Well, during the, that seed time and that sprouting time, there needs to be a greenhouse or what we call the greenhouse effect. Mm-hmm. needs to be a greenhouse around that little plant so that um, it can develop a root system, a good, strong root system in a um, nourishing and a protective environment. Mm -hmm. So if we think of the soil as the heart of our child, the seed as the word of God, um, the greenhouse is the parents. Mm -hmm. And then uh, as we think about the different stages of that sprout, um, being the spiritual life of our child, we'll use that in way of illustration um, for the spiritual growth of our children. Mm-hmm. So, um, so let's, let's talk about that for a few minutes. Um, when a child is young and impressionable preschool, they're learning everything. They're so curious. Yes. We're in that stage. Right yes. Now. <laughs> yeah. And everything is touched. Everything has to be touched. Everything has to go into the mouth everything, you know, whatever is over there. I'm interested in that. That's over (laughs) there. You know, I've not seen that. I need to go there. Mm -hmm. So they're just very curious. And so they're collecting all of this information. And so during that time, as parents, we think sometimes that there's not much that we can do, but there's a lot we can do. We need to teach obedience during that time. Um, especially obedience, because if our children do not obey us, then they're not going to know how to obey the Lord mm-hmm. or obey the gospel message. And there's several verses in the Bible that talks about those that did not obey the gospel. And so we don't want our children to be that. We're wanting to nourish and, and help develop that spiritual person mm-hmm. in our in our child. So, um, so we need to pray. 
We need to um, teach obedience. We need to teach um, the word of God. We need to teach that it is the true word of God. At this age, our children are reading so many books. We're reading fairy tale books and um, just wonderful books. Mm -hmm. But we need for them to know that the Bible is different. There's something special about the Bible. Uh, Every word in it is true. These are not fictional stories. Mm -hmm. These are these are true stories. And um, so we need to teach that. And every time we tell a story or uh, give an account of what happened in the Bible, we need to make sure that we always preface it with this is a true story. This is a real person. And we need to be uh, teaching the attributes and showing who God is and what God's doing in the stories. Uh, We need to teach our children that the Bible is the way to get to know God. Mm -hmm. So, uh, We teach them how to pray. We're teaching them to pray. But the Bible is the way God speaks to us, too. So it's very special. And we can do that at a preschool age, Mm -hmm. during that age of curiosity. So what we're really doing at this stage is preparing the soil of our child's heart. We want to make sure that we don't do anything to harden it or make it too soft. And uh, we want to have good nourishing soil and us parents as as the greenhouse, we can do that. We make sure what's going into um, the child's eyes and ears and what they're hearing and what they're um, touching, what they're Mm -hmm. exposed to. And so during this uh, stage of curiosity, the child will believe anything that he's taught Mm -hmm. by a trusted adult, by the parents. So we want to make sure that we're teaching them the truth when it comes to the Bible and that we're differentiating between fantasy and faith. So that's that preparation of the soil. That is um, making sure it's not hard um, by using criticism or um, harsh speech or ridicule or making fun of things like that can um, harden the heart of, of our children. Mm -hmm. It uh, also things like, um, you know, inconsistency, saying one thing, but doing something different or can be hard. (laughs) Yes. It's okay this way, but it's not okay this time, you know, so things like that, that can cause frustration Mm -hmm. that can cause anger that can cause, um, just a a hardened heart. Mm -hmm. Then on the opposite of that, we can, the soil can become too soft. And if we're, if we're just all about the child, you know, very Mm -hmm. egocentric, they don't do anything wrong. Everything's permissible. There's no boundaries. There's no guidelines. So, you know, then they get very egocentric and mine, mine, mine. I want Mm -hmm. what's mine. And so all of these kinds of things, and we all, we've talked about, um, in the past practical things to, that we can do during this stage, but all of these things will cause that soil to be, um, inadequate Mm -hmm. for to receive the seed. So we want to be careful in that way. So the very first thing that we have to do, the most important thing that we can do is pray. Mm -hmm. And so we can go to all kinds of podcasts or read books or whatever, and they can give you tips and helps, very practical applications, all of that. But I don't believe enough emphasis is placed on prayer. Mm -hmm. We need to pray. As the greenhouse, as the parents, we need to pray. We need to pray specifically for our children. We need to pray scripture. When we come to a scripture and we're like, you know, I really want that for my child, then we need to pray that. Mm -hmm. So we need to pray for the soil 
of their heart at an early age, that it is, it is uh, conducive to receive that seed. Then after that stage of curiosity, they start developing a conscience, right? So we start teaching them what's right and what's wrong. And that usually comes with a list of do's and don'ts. Yes. You can do this. You can't do that. Well, they, they learn right and wrong. Well, during this development of a conscience, they can think that if I do well, and mom's and dad's pleased with me, God will be pleased with me too. Mm -hmm. So they'll modify their behavior or they might um, equate following the do's and following the don'ts to conviction mm -hmm. or to being in a right relationship with the Lord. So during that uh, time of conscience, when the conscience is being developed, we're constantly sowing seed. Mm -hmm. We're constantly giving scripture. We're talking about scripture uh, when they lay down and when they're walking or when they're in the car or whenever you have an opportunity, you're, you're given examples of scripture. You're, you're given Bible verses and say, Oh, this is an example of and give a Bible mm -hmm. verse. Um, you're, um, maybe talking about it in the car when you're driving down, you know, driving to run an errand or in bath time, you know, during bath times are really, um, good time for me mm -hmm. to talk with our grandchild with his name's Palmer, by the way, uh, to speak with Palmer about, you know, just to say scripture or to mm -hmm. sing scripture. You know, he hears that and he stops. He does stop playing and looking yeah. at me when I start singing little scripture mm -hmm. songs or even just saying John three sixteen. Mm -hmm. So, um, so we're constantly sowing seed during that time of developing the conscience. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the conscience is really learning, um, what is wrong and what is right. And then conviction would be taking that even a little further. Mm -hmm. So it is a sense of right and wrong, but, um, it is saying that, um, what I'm doing wrong is, against God. Mm -hmm. So it's wrong by the truth of God and his word. Conviction goes further than a regret um, to a sense of grief that my sin is against God who loves me. So with conviction and repentance comes a deep appreciation for God's grace. So we want to help our child move from conscience to conviction. Mm -hmm. We want to um, help them understand that they're a sinner. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard because it's hard for me to look at Palmer and think he's a little sinner. He's so stinking Wait till cute. he's two. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm just like, oh, but he is. Yeah. And he, he, he wants what he wants when he wants it. And he lets you know when he's not getting what he wants. So mm -hmm. we're born with that sin. Yeah. And so we need to help our children realize that that sin is there's a penalty for it, right? Mm -hmm. So we're moving them from um, just a consciousness of right and wrong, but to a conviction that their sin is against God and they need a savior. That's our ultimate goal is they need a savior. Okay. So let me ask you a question here okay. because with my oldest, we are in between that conscience and conviction. Right. And I know just several moms are coming to mind that have kids in that stage 
where we've planted that seed, we've tended the soil. Um, they have very much an awareness, like my oldest. I mean, she can give you the gospel and she could lead somebody to the Lord. I mean, the right. head knowledge is there, but the heart understanding of, okay, so for example, for her, she hasn't quite understood the difference between I love Jesus because Jesus is such a central focus of our home mm-hmm. and our home life loves the Lord and wants to follow the Lord. She hasn't differentiated between that as salvation and her personal need. I am a sinner. I'm acknowledging that and I need a savior. Sometimes in her thinking and even in other moms that I've talked to, it's how do we bridge this gap between she, she, says she loves the Lord and wants to follow mm-hmm. the Lord. And in, in her mind and understanding, I really think she does Yes, because he's such a central part of our home. But in crossing that over to, you really need to make that personal decision. Do you have any right. advice for that in-between spot? Well, not really advice, <laughs> but think about when we plant that seed in the dirt, mm-hmm. in the soil. We're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting to see a sprout, Right. What's going on? We're looking, thinking nothing's going on, Mm, but there is something going on underneath the soil. And if you think about it too, that seed, that hard shell around that seed, when that sprout starts bursting out, that is a um, a violent Mm. thing, a cracking of the shell. It's it's destructive. Mm -hmm. You know, the shell's being destroyed, and it's a breaking. It's violent. It's it's hard. It's difficult. And all of that's happening under the soil and we can't see it, Mm -hmm. but something is happening and that sprout is coming out of the seed and it's working its way through the soil, trying to get to the surface toward the sun, toward the Lord, you know? Mm -hmm. And so there is something going on. And one thing that we cannot do as mothers and fathers is um, try to promote something or try to make something happen that's yes. not there. Yeah. We don't want a premature birth. Yes, for spiritual sure. birth. So the waiting is the hardest part mm-hmm. is a, is a very difficult thing, but don't we always hear God is always at work just because you don't see it. Don't think that he's not at work. He is at work in her heart. Mm-hmm. And what we need to be doing is praying during mm-hmm. that waiting time. Um, we don't want to manipulate. We don't want to try to uh, promote something that's not there or, mm-hmm. you know, try to speed things along. We're waiting upon the Holy Spirit work, something that the, only the Holy Spirit can do. So what should we pray during this time? Mm-hmm. One, we should pray for ourselves, yes. you know, and as the greenhouse, we should be praying for ourselves. We should be praying for wisdom and um, you know, eyes to see evil and, and mm-hmm. know what to do um, when it comes toward us and, and, and to be steadfast and to be strong and to be ready. And in, in this situation, we need to be praying for our own patience, that we wouldn't say anything that would thwart that growth, mm-hmm. um, that we wouldn't say anything that would cause confusion or chaos. We just are, we just continue to make sure that the soil is conducive, mm-hmm. that the, that there's no pestilence there, that there's nothing that would, um, 
that in our part that mm -hmm. would cause that seed not to grow yeah. and come forth out of the soil. We need to be praying and we pray for their hearts. We pray for God to do this work. Holy Spirit, do this work that only you can do in my child's life. Mm -hmm. And then anticipate and watch. Watch for him to answer. Sometimes that happens in six weeks. Sometimes that happens in six years. Mm -hmm. And we have to be prepared to go the long haul. Mm -hmm. um, but it will happen in God's perfect timing and in his perfect way. But we want to make sure that our children understand that they are a sinner and there's nothing that they can do to save themselves. Mm -hmm. Nothing at all. No matter how they modify their behavior, they cannot save themselves they need a savior. And so that conviction comes from a grief and a deep understanding that I have sinned against God mm -hmm. and that he is the only one that can forgive me. He's the only one that can make my sin go away. Mm -hmm. He covered it. So although she knows the steps in her head, maybe it just hasn't broke that seed hasn't cracked open just yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe it has, but this time of waiting is very difficult yeah. for us as parents. And I believe you spoke, or one of the ladies did in our last mm -hmm. meeting, um, about how, okay, so looking at it in the plant, when the plant is coming up through the soil, it disturbs the soil around yes. it. Yes. So there could be outward <clears throat> actions that we easily see because they're outward actions mm -hmm. that again, it comes back to just prayer and patience and spiritual eyes right. to see that maybe some of these behaviors or emotions are actually rooted in this transfer right. between consciousness and conviction. Yes. And conviction's ugly. Mm -hmm. You think about it. I don't like being told I'm wrong. I don't like being told I'm sinning mm -hmm. or so, and we come out fighting, you know, if we're cornered, we come out fighting. So sometimes those outbursts of anger or those um, behavior issues could be conviction. Mm -hmm. Not It's not a behavior or, oh, my child is becoming a reprobate or whatever, yes. <laughs> but it's, it could be conviction. Mm -hmm. um, so we watch for those things and we, and we very calmly and very patiently work with our child. Um, there again, that could be the prayer that we need. Mm -hmm. Help me Lord to be patient. Help me to see what is going on here. How are you working in my child's life and how can I help this child? Mm -hmm. Now I could sit here and tell you, you know, five or six things to try that maybe worked with my child, but your child is different mm -hmm. and something else may work. Um, so it's not a one size fits all. We have to be praying. We have to be seeking the Holy Spirit's guidance and help and truth and to tell us what to do mm -hmm. and how to do it and when to do it. Um, we're all different mm -hmm. and you are the mom of your child. God entrusted this these children, this child to you and your husband. And he knows um, that you are going to be doing the best for the child. Mm -hmm. And he is trusting you to raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And so um, that's, no one can tell you how to do that except for God. Well, and I recently heard somebody talking about parenting, about being a student of your child. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we need to definitely be in tune with the Lord as much as possible as parents so mm -hmm. that we can have his heart in his eyes. Right. But I think in our busy world, in our, you know, even, even so young now, shuffling off to this and that, yes. and let's 
grab a quick bite to eat so we can go to this. And sometimes I think that element of really connecting, mm-hmm. whether it's with your children or even your spouse, is missing in the home where we we talk with them enough, we converse, we ask questions, we have discussions, we have this investment into them. Sometimes that's that's neglecting and we aren't quite the student so that, hey, when I see this emotion, mm-hmm. you know, instead of just being so busy that I just snap at the outward emotion, right? I'm not in tune enough with the inner workings and say, okay, that's a little out of character or this is kind of a new right. development and not at all saying, you know, we're going to excuse bad behavior and just let it, you know, whatever it is, it needs to be addressed. But maybe it's more than just Maybe it's more than just immaturity. Maybe it is this conviction that is happening. So mm-hmm. I think it's important. And I'm thinking, as you're talking about this greenhouse effect, um, my mother-in-law is a gardener mm-hmm. and she has a greenhouse. And so I'm, I have this mental picture of, you know, her tending to her plants and she can't just get the seeds and put them in the soil and set them in the greenhouse, give them a few months and then transplant them to the garden. Mm-hmm. I mean, it requires hours, days upon days yes. of this tending and cultivating mm-hmm. and investing. And that, that's what I'm seeing so much as you're walking through these stages of to have this greenhouse effect as a parent. Yes. It, it's going to require work and tending, but it's mm-hmm. worth it. The end result is a plant that bears fruit. And that's what we're trying to get to. That's where we're going. That's where we're headed. And, um, you know, conviction is ugly and it is difficult and it's violent and you know satan doesn't want this to happen Mm -hmm. so of course he's going to be fighting it and um um so our children don't know how to communicate their emotions Mm -hmm. you know they can say oh that hurts my finger hurts or my toe hurts or whatever but they can't communicate you know this battle or this tugging that's going on inside Mm -hmm. um so a lot of times it's expressed in in an outburst in yelling or being angry or um hysterical girls tend to you know to be (laughs) melodramatic and all of that sort of thing so um you know they don't really know how to appropriately express that Mm -hmm. so we do we watch our children and that i think that's part of the wisdom that that God gives us, um, and the discerning, you know, that is out of character or, whoa, why are you angry at something that shouldn't be, you shouldn't be angry with Mm -hmm. or frustrated. Frustration is a really, um, a key emotion. They get frustrated because Mm -hmm. what they want to do, they can't do. And they're just, they just have this war Mm -hmm. kind of going, a tug of war going on inside. Um, So that conviction is a good time for us to pray through. We've got to pray through that. Um, We've got to keep on praying. We keep feeding, um, giving the word of God, keep sowing those seeds. We keep giving examples. We stay the course. Mm -hmm. We keep doing what we're doing. Yes, we do um, discipline or issue consequences for bad behavior or inappropriate actions. Mm -hmm. Yes, by all means, we do do that. But then we're teaching afterwards saying, Mm -hmm. this is not, this is not the way to behave. This is not, why is this not the way to behave? Mm -hmm. Because this is not pleasing in God's sight. This is not um, scriptural, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. We want to always point back this is sin and, and where sin comes from. Our children need to know that mm-hmm. we're born sinners. It will eventually, they will um, recognize that, take hold of that. And, and God will start 
getting through. As they are old enough to understand, they will it will break through this mm-hmm. this knowledge that I have sinned against God and then the grief that comes with that. That is true conviction. Mm-hmm. And so um that happens at different stages. Now I know some early um I know a preacher used this example once before he worked in a foundry and worked with different types of metals and there were um you know, different degree of heat mm-hmm. melts the different yes. metals. So some metals would melt at a hundred degrees Celsius. Some would melt at 200 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of like our children, you know, it, some are 200 degrees Celsius children. <laughs> yes. Some are 100 degrees Celsius. And he said, you know, I really want to be like a chocolate bar that just melts in the sunshine. <laughs> and so, you know, if we're fortunate enough to have a child that is a chocolate bar, wonderful. Yes. You know, that may come at an early age, but some just need a little bit more, a little bit more. And, um, and that's all God's, design. Mm-hmm. He has a purpose and a plan for each one of our children. He knows what he wants them to do mm-hmm. as an adult. So, you know, their personality, their um, stubbornness or their, um, you know, heart, what we would call hard headedness, but that toughness, that steadfastness, whatever, God's going to use that in the future mm-hmm. in their lives for the purpose and plan he has for them. So we, we want to cooperate with God. Mm-hmm. We don't want to work against God. And sometimes I think that we feel like it's our responsibility to get our kids saved. You know, yeah. I mean, almost like there's this ticking timeline and we have to make sure they get saved before you yes. know this age and then they're lost or forever. But, but really salvation is God's work. It is. We just, and what you're sharing so much is the responsibility that we have. Right. And then the line where it's God's work. We are responsible to do our part as parents, but there's a work that only the Holy Spirit can do. And we we don't really need to, we shouldn't step over that line and try to take that into our own hands because that will cause frustration on the child and the parent. Exactly. And one day they're going to be outside of the greenhouse Mm -hmm. one way or the other. So we want to do all we can while they're in the greenhouse and it, help them to establish a really firm root system mm-hmm. uh, when they go out. But, you know, we can use this same spiritual development with an adult mm-hmm. who came out of the greenhouse, not knowing the Lord for whatever reason, but they go through the same phases. They're curious about God. They're curious about what the Bible says and what their coworker or their friends talking about going to church. What's all this church stuff about, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Yeah. And then they, they already have that sense, that conscience of right and wrong. Or do they, mm-hmm. you know, so much of today is what was, what the Bible says is wrong. Our culture is saying yes. is right. So, you know, so even their, that their conscience is, is perverted. Mm-hmm. Um, but as they are exposed to truth as that friend or that coworker or relative or whatever is giving truth, giving truth, giving God's word, giving God's word, that, that conviction will begin. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a work of the Holy Spirit. It is harder, they say, as an adult to come to salvation than as a child. Um, but it's the same process. Mm-hmm. Um, so these these phases, these stages, whatever you want to call them, this journey um, to conversion, 
which would be the next thing. Um, conviction is that, you know, knowing that my sin has was against God and that I need him mm -hmm. for salvation. Conversion is when we accept that, when we accept that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. He paid the penalty for my sin when it becomes personal. Mm -hmm. He paid the penalty for my sin. I could not save myself. He saved me. And I believe that. And I accept that. That is that moment of conversion. That's when that sprout comes through mm -hmm. the soil. That's when that new creature, that new life that we have in Christ, that's when we see that when they make that declaration, that proclamation, that yes, I have believed this, there's that sprout. Mm -hmm. Now, we still need a greenhouse because it's a fragile little sprout. Yes. And the winds of of this culture and in the storms of life and the trials and the tribulations and false teaching and mm -hmm. just perversion that's in our world and in our culture, they still need to be protected from that. Mm -hmm. um, and so now we're on this road of sanctification or, or consecration. Mm -hmm. And during this, um, this season of consecration, which will be from the time that sprout pops through the soil <laughs> to the end of their life, yeah. um, there's just all kinds of things that, that they need to be taught. Mm -hmm. And they'll be learning those. They'll be a student for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. But in each one of those stages, we need to be praying. Mm -hmm. We need to be praying and asking God to do what only He can do. Mm -hmm. Asking the Holy Spirit to do what only He can do. And prayer is one of our tools. It's one of the the spade if you want to yes. or whatever the you know it's one of the tools mm -hmm. that the gardeners um, use and I just don't think we use it enough mm -hmm. um, sometimes we will just do prayers or pocket prayers or in a time of an emergency mm -hmm. not just a, a habitual prayer life where we're praying at each stage mm -hmm. and watching asking God to make our eyes open and our ears open to see how he is working in our child's life. Yes. Um, so prayer is a very, a very key component to the growth sure. of our child. And I feel like it's such a powerful tool that we just, we overlook so often. We try all these lesser tools yeah. and God's like, I've given you direct access yeah. to my throne and, and I'm waiting to help you. Yes. And we just, we look to so many lesser things. And yeah. I know that's something that I need to be more intentional about and giving God's word, you mm -hmm. know, always giving God's word. Yeah. I think Jeremiah said it best in Jeremiah 17, seven through nine, blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought neither shall cease from yielding fruit. That's what we want. Mm -hmm. We want mighty strong trees that have a great uh, root system that when drought comes and that sun beats down hard, they're immovable, they're unshakable, mm -hmm. and they're still producing fruit. Yeah. But what I find so interesting is the very next verse is the heart is deceitful <laughs> above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are desperately in need of prayer and the Lord's guidance, the Holy Spirit's, uh, the Holy Spirit's uh, leading us mm -hmm. and teaching us and teaching our children. We're in desperate need of it. And I just think it's really interesting that that's the very next word 
uh, our very next verse, mm-hmm. and we need to hear that word. We need to hear that heart is deceitful. We need to not rely on our emotions or rely on our past experiences or what our friends tell us or what this latest, greatest book mm-hmm. says, but we need to stay the course with God's word and praying through, yeah. praying through this. So much of this content connects to the episode that Simeon joined me on talking about being a gatekeeper. Um, but in that, you know, we talked about in, in this illustration of a plant, you know, I feel like sometimes parents fall in two groups. One you mentioned at the beginning where you have that sapling that's barely butted through the mm-hmm. soil and it's, you know, it's limbs are flimsy and it's leaves are flimsy. But as parents, we just want to stick it, stick it on out there and, you know, let it toughen up and, yeah. and be the plant amongst the other plants. And, but, you know, so often it, it just gets choked out by, by yeah. thorns and beat down by, by storms and influences, you know, and then on the other hand, sometimes I think we just want to keep our plants in the green, you know, we're trying to keep our tree in the greenhouse and right. it wasn't intended for that. So even in that, that gatekeeper episode, connecting it with this about Simeon and I shared how important it is that we have this time, this greenhouse mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And the whole purpose of the greenhouse is preparing the plant for its time outside of the greenhouse. Right. And even just thinking about with our kids, kind of bridging the gap between those two thoughts, there is a very important time mm-hmm. where that plant must have the constant tending and growing. Mm-hmm. Yes. But there's also a time where we have to plant it outside of the greenhouse and trust it to its Mm -hmm, creator mm -hmm. and trust that we've invested in those deep roots and that they're going to stand and they're going to become that tall tree. Right. You know, as our children are, are growing, so they have this, this new life Mm -hmm. in Christ. Well, the devil's mad. (laughs) He's really mad about, and the spiritual warfare begins and he does not care how old our child is or how cute our child is. Mm -hmm. He is, all about killing, stealing, and destroying, and so um, so we we have to protect them. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're in our home and in our greenhouse, we have to protect them through prayer and through the spiritual weapons that God has given us, um, because it, they need to have a safe place mm-hmm. to fail because they are going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. They're going to start walking with the Lord and they're going to be so happy about it, telling everyone, sharing the gospel, praying, reading their Bible, and life comes through and the next thing you know they're they're waning mm-hmm. or they're um they've been knocked down or yeah. whatever. So they need a safe place to fail and a support system to help them get back up on their feet mm-hmm. and to learn more about um, this this time of consecration is a series of of um, repentance and forgiveness. You know, I'm sorry. I mean, isn't that the story of our life? Mm-hmm. We mess up all the time, but we can go straight to the Father and receive forgiveness. And so our children need to learn that. That's part of the consecration stage. And this is the one, you know, when they come to the, to know the Lord as their Savior at a very, at an early age, you have more time with them, I guess, in this consecration process. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can help them, you know, to discern evil and temptation and how to walk in the spirit, um, how to live this new life in Christ, um, truths 
about the ongoing need of repentance and forgiveness, um, developing a biblical world worldview, all of those things we can help them with. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the things, it doesn't matter when they come to know the Lord, um, but those are the things that we need to be teaching during this conse- consecration time mm-hmm. or stage. And all of that being done within the greenhouse is just a real safe, nourishing place for our children to practice, yes. you know, and to, to, if they do fail to have support system mm-hmm. and someone to come help them pray through it, um, give them advice, give them God's word. This is what God's word says about this time. Here's an example in the Bible of someone who failed and, and look how, how they handled it mm-hmm. and how they were restored and, and to teach them the character of God. He's a forgiving God. He's merciful. He's, I mean, we want our children to fall in love with God. Mm -hmm. We want them to know he's not this taskmaster in the sky that's going to flip me in the head every time I mess up. But he is a loving, forgiving, merciful God who wants me to succeed, who wants me to fulfill the purposes and the plans that he has designed for me. He wants me to be successful. So we want to help our children um, to see that it's mm-hmm. not, it's not a formula. It's not a recipe. It's not a, a rote, you know, do this, do this, do this. It is a relationship mm-hmm. with the creator of the universe, yeah. you know? So we want to teach our children that we want to show them that we want to model that, demonstrate it, give them examples, give them the word of God. And then we want to pray bathe all of that in prayer. Mm -hmm. We want to pray for their success and for God to have his perfect will in their heart, in their life. And um, that's what I want for my children still in the consecration process and and for my my grandbaby. Yes. Well, that's what I want for mine too. Well, this was so good, so helpful. I feel like I'm going to be listening to this one on repeat as we are. I'm thinking about my kids and especially my older two as I can kind of place them in this yeah. stage and, and think about what I need to be doing as a parent. It's exciting times. It is. It's exciting times. And they were created for such a time as this, mm-hmm. this culture, this time, and he will equip them to do what he's called them to do. So let's yes. pray through and let's pray for our children. Yes. Well, do you mind to close out this episode praying for the listeners? Sure. I would like God to. to drive this in our hearts. Yes. Thank you, Father, for your word. And for the Holy Spirit who teaches us and leads us into all understanding. And I pray, Father, that you would take what is said here and that you would drive it into our hearts, that you would help us to apply it to our lives. I pray that we would be um, consistent and diligent in the area of prayer. I pray that we would not try to do anything in our own strength or in our own accord, but that we would Uh, follow you, obey you, trust you, and just do everything according to your will and your way. Father, thank you for this time and and for the listeners. I pray that you would bless them. You would teach them and lead them. We love you. And it is in Jesus' name I pray and ask these things. Amen. Amen. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.